Previously on Libel the Bible. I mocked the only listener who responded to our call to action. I'm enjoying listening to our new format, mostly because it keeps Rusty calm. We determine our show is mainly consumed as torture in underground cells at CIA black sites. Speaking of cells, we discuss Donald Trump's historic indictment. We are introduced to a few more judges who kill a bunch of Canaanites. But as always, they did what was evil in the eyes of the Lord. And now, episode 68 of Libel the Bible. going on i'm rusty i am scott and this is libel the bible and i just don't like the audience scott i don't know what to tell you is that why you're in a kind of a mood today no i'm not in a mood because of the audience i know you want to shift focus onto me and discuss (laughs) like what i'm pissed off about because i am pissed off i'm not going to talk about it i'm not in the mood to talk about it because i will fucking rant and i will i will rant but i'm going to focus this anger and channel it at the appropriate parties. Our audience. Yeah. Still not Again, responding. what's the problem, Scott? I would say you're not getting the necessary feedback, the required feedback, to make you feel like this endeavor is even worth doing. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. You know what scares me the most? If you one day decide, and one day soon decide, that this endeavor is not worth doing to you, I'm afraid what will become of you, man. Like, what will you replace this You're with? You're keeping me alive. I, listen, it's man, like a favor I'm to not, me we're doing yeah, this. Listen, it's not for me, man. Right. <laughs> so, again, we do this. We put out an episode religiously. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's, that, that's what I'm talking about right there. Weekly episodes without fail. Um, we're more consistent than the post office. Rain, snow, sleet, whatever. We've pumped out a fucking episode every goddamn week. We're recording right now our 68th episode. We have pleaded. Damn. We have begged. We have cajoled. We have berated. We have tried every single goddamn fucking tactic with this fucking audience, this bunch of fucking humps. These fucking humps. Go and fucking leave feedback, you fucking humps. That's all I got to say about them. You know what? I was laughing at first, you know, and then it got, then there was a nervous laughter coming out of me. And I was just like, yo, man, I'm just going to move my head away from I'm the microphone. I'm not fucking around. No, I see that. Man. I'm not fucking around. I see that when you were going on your first thing, like all the things you were describing the audience as, I was going to quote one of our old buddies and go, would you swallow a dictionary? And he really meant a thesaurus. No. <laughs> he knows. He's listening. <laughs> Whatever. He can fucking leave COD me- fucking feedback, too. I don't think he knows how to use social media. <laughs> I don't think he knows how to use thumbs. <laughs> He's like, er, opposable thumbs, dur. No, no. He can write you a letter, man. Yeah, okay. Write me a letter, then. Yeah, maybe he will. Send it by pony. Speaking of writing a letter, I was telling my wife, sometimes texting with you, it's like quicker uh, to like send it by Pony yeah. Express. Understand. I am in like a... Uh, um, don't get me wrong. I, I truly, I procrastinate responding a lot. Then I forget that I didn't respond. But a lot. But I also am in, I'm like in a devoid of 4G self service yeah. neighborhood. Like it's a, it's a weird pocket where the service just sucks. Yeah. By this one particular carrier, carrier named Verizon. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it applies to all carriers here, but yeah, it sucks. Here, you mean? Yeah, right. When yeah. you're at home, yeah, yeah, it's spotty. That's it's awful. 
I had to get like a Google voice number mm-hmm. to, to talk to people over Wi-Fi when I work from home mm-hmm. because I can no longer use so mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was in the highlight reel. We did something. Um, I guess the burning question that every scumbag in our audience <laughs> is probably wondering right now, Scott. And I do mean scumbag, every fucking scumbag in our audience, you fucking filthy pieces of shit. I guess they're all wondering, are you and I boycotting Budweiser or Bud Light specifically? Listen, man, bottom line is I'm not I'm not I'm not prejudiced. I'm not anything phobic, but I do not want to drink a beverage that's going to turn me gay. If I'm going to be gay, it's going to be on my by my own <laughs> right, accord. Right. Right. I'm not going to have somebody else. Make me gay. Someone's alchemy, right? Yeah. Get out of here with that <laughs> shit. But wait a second. Here's the real question. Do you know why we're having this conversation? I I, I overheard a blurb of a uh, Bud Light used a, a a trans person for as a spokesperson or featured okay. in a commercial or something. So here's the funny. Sounds part. really serious. So they're using like there's like on uh, this person's TikTok. They're promoting like Bud Light, like in mm. sponsorship by Bud Light, you know, mm. and it's a it's a trans person. And now you have all these TikTokers who are like shooting cases of Bud Light saying they're going to boycott it, including like Kid Rock, including Travis Tritt. There's like all these like celebrities too, like are jumping on this. Right. But here's the funny part, Scott. Here's what I find funny. See. You started this joke by saying by drinking the Bud Light, right? They're like, this ain't going to turn me gay, and they shoot it up, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not the problem. I think it's because they're fucking attracted to the spokesperson that's promoting Bud Light, and they're like, I'm not going to turn gay. You know what I mean? So they're turning away. Is is the spokesperson a trans woman? So. Drop the trans, you told me. It's a woman. Yes. So, oh. So I think they're like shockingly like attracted to this person. And they're like, I better shoot this Bud Light before I'm like, you know. Before I let this shoot die. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, That's possible. A lot of these people are very insecure with their own manhood, I think. So I just, I found it funny that like for the past week, people have been shooting like Bud Light cans. So, so, So after like a lifetime of drinking that, Awful, awful beverage. It's, this is what gets you to stop drinking it's it. Piss water. <laughs> yeah. So I, I am pretty sure that somehow they're going to start drinking another beverage by Anheuser Busch, not even realizing it's the same <laughs> right. company because they're morons. Right. They still think like it's like the American lager. Yeah. Like it's made by like so it's owned by some European conglomerate, right? Yeah. Inbev or something. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of inbred, um, we're. <laughs> We're sponsored by DeSantis for president 2024, oh, yeah. and we're going to continue to be sponsored by DeSantis for president 2024. How does the how does the inbred get in there though? Because the people that like will be oh, voting for him are most right. likely inbred. Right, right. I, I'm not no. judging. No, no, Listen, that's why you shouldn't. If you like um, to fuck your brother, or your sister, or whatever, you know, like that's after drinking some Bud Light. <laughs> yeah. At least, you, hey, you they're not listen, gay. Listen, you don't do it when you're sober. You know, you do silly things when you're drunk on that crap. Well, listen, at least they're engaged in heterosexual sex. So, I, didn't you? I, I got to think, like you had mentioned earlier, like Bud Light must have done their research and thought, what's going to happen if we have a trans person sponsor our beverage? Any, I mean, in any, this environment, you have to know there's going to be backlash. Anytime they choose a spokesperson, they do market research. They see who's going to drop them. They see who's, who they're going to gain in the market. And they've made a determination. <laughs> we don't need 
Mm. You know, the rednecks. That's hysterical. So, in in fact, they're not the ones dropping Bud Light. Bud Light sort Drop of dropped them. them. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes. I'm going to make sure I frame it that way. Yes. I think I'm going to drink Bud Light. They got cut if, loose. If Bud, if Bud Light wasn't awful, I would ask for it everywhere I go. <laughs> and make a point of it. <laughs> Loud. Be careful. Four of those might turn you gay, though. Yeah. Yeah. Don't need that. Hey, so um, I was just going through some stuff now that I'm getting more active in the uh, actual... Like emotionally? Like you're going through stuff? No, I was going like through... You're like you're taking inventory was, and no, stuff. No, I was going through uh, you know, our social media and, uh, and uh, these, these charts, like the Apple podcast charts. And I wrote this down a couple weeks ago. I forgot to mention it to you. That um, you know, we were on Kenya's comedy fiction uh, list, right? We were um, we were number twenty the last well, two weeks ago when I checked, and then I saw we were one hundred sixty two on just the fiction, but comedy fiction were number twenty. But I can't. I'm not really going by that list. I think we we rank higher because number fifteen, five ranks above us, was a podcast called Cock Punch. <laughs> Cock punch. Yeah. yeah. Did you listen to cock no. punch? What do you think it's about? I, I, I didn't want to know because if it's about something that makes total sense, then it's not funny. I'd rather just say we're being outranked by cock punch. Well, what do you think? Like, if what would you title cock punch? What kind of a podcast, if you titled it cock punch, would it be? It would be like it would have, no, it couldn't even be a podcast. It had to be a video podcast, like us running up to people I'm just and like, punching them in the dick. Right. Ow, my balls. <laughs> Wasn't there a whole show like that? No, it was like in the movie Idiocracy. That was like the number one show on TV, like in the future when everyone's stupid. Everyone's just watching people getting hit in the balls and laughing because that's the only thing, you know. Isn't it amazing that a movie about the future where everybody's stupid has this cock punch show on it? And I, for some reason, thought it was real because why wouldn't it be in this day and age? Like, it's going to get dumber? Yeah. It's going to get dumber, man. All right. So we we should we should make it a concerted effort to chase cock punch down and overtake them, just like surpass cock yeah, punch. Maybe maybe that's what we have to do. Instead of just putting on our show, we have to take active steps to like get the guy that's right above us on every list we want to climb. Right, and we just we actively market and push to overtake that one group. You know, it's interesting that you say that because with this fucking audience that we're talking to right now. They won't even leave a fucking comment or a review. So what the fuck? Maybe we need to reach how, another audience. How do audience? we go about doing this? Because there are listeners. People are listening right now. I know it. I know it because I look at the numbers. There mm. are people listening, but yet they fucking refuse to fucking do anything. Yeah, it's not. It's not cool, man. It's not cool. I mean, maybe it's the kind of audience we cultivate. It, it, maybe it is our fault. Maybe we need to take a hard look in the mirror. And you know what? Like Bud Light, maybe this isn't the audience we want. Maybe we need to go after the cock punch audience. Right. Or maybe like the Bud Light the Bud Light boycott audience. Maybe we need to shift our fucking <laughs> demographic. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I think it would be easy. We would have... Look, all you have to do... Because most of them don't know what the word libel means, so they'll think it's a Bible Belt show. Not just that, but think about how easy it would be for us. Because we would just... We wouldn't have to think as much anymore. You know what I mean? We could just like talk dumb, say dumb shit. I don't know if I can think less, man. (laughs) Really? Yeah, I don't know. You're at the minimum right now? I'm not bringing my A game most of the time anymore. That's all right. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what I was. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. So on, on better news, um, I didn't realize it until yesterday. Unfortunately, that uh, tonight is tonight is called Yuri's night. You know this? Uh, you know this semi 
fake holiday? I do not at all. Yuri's night is uh, apparently they have events worldwide. They have parties and EDM parties and raves. Do they still do raves? I guess it's all the same shit, right? But they 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 have events around the world to commemorate Yuri Gagarin's first flight into space. And April the twelfth every year is called Yuri's night. And they also say it's also the first flight of the space shuttle Columbia. And I was thinking, was NASA really that messed up? Were they commemorating Yuri Gagarin's flight by launching Columbia on the same day? Because I think that's a dick move. Like, leave Yuri Gagarin's date alone, man. They didn't have to do it on the same day. Are you asking me? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think they did it on purpose? I don't know. I don't know what basis I would form an opinion on. No. It's either they did or they didn't. Oh, NASA scum- scumbag or what? <laughs> I mean, look, a lot of times they're looking for a window, right? It's not a matter of like, oh, let's launch like yeah. April 11th at uh, 7 p.m. They need a specific window. It could have been a different window. <laughs> could have been a different launch window. Because you know millions of dollars are involved no, you in know every what? single launch. I, I, launch windows are important, but I don't think they're as important if you're not rendezvousing with something. Like, it's not as important to... If you're just going into space to orbit the Earth a couple times and come Whee! back down... Yeah, just like... Whee! Whee! You don't think it's necessary. The launch windows aren't as important. So I'm gonna have what to were they sending that. Columbia up for? I don't know. It problem. wasn't a rendezvous with ISS? The ISS wasn't built yet. Talking about 1982 or 81, whenever okay. Columbia launched. Yeah. The, oh, you're saying it's the first, first launch? The fir- oh, the very... I'm sorry, I wasn't clear. The very first launch oh, of Columbia. Oh, you were not clear at all. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't that you weren't very clear. The first space shuttle launch into space happened on... Then it's very likely that they did then on purpose to commemorate Yuri Gargarin launch on that particular yeah. day. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. So it was done with good intentions, but well, it didn't I don't age know how well. to feel about that. It's a, now, now it's like Yuri Gagarin and Space Shuttle launch. Well, on that's the same very day. tribal of you. Instead of looking at it in the grand scheme of your Roddenberry esque view of the future, right? Uh, why look at it through the lens of tribalism when you can view it through the lens of humanism and say that the NASA um, administration honored the first man. In space. All right. Fine. Just uh, because you fine. Americans fine. I'll take weren't clever approach. enough <laughs> to be able to put a man up into space first doesn't mean that you can't respect. No, I completely respect it. Mm-hmm. And I think, like I said, I'm sure NASA did it to commemorate, but I think it should have been like left alone. Man. Right. Well, you're petty. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what can I say? Whatever. So uh, maybe next year, I think I'll, I'll, I'll celebrate, uh, you know, I'll come up with a Yuri's Night, like a uh, event, plan something. Yeah. Well, some little gathering. Did you celebrate uh, Good Friday or Easter? One of those things. What? One of those things. When were those uh, things? Oh, they just passed, right? They were just well, last today week. is Wednesday. Easter was this past Sunday. Oh, right. That's right. That's and right. Good Friday was the Friday before Easter. What's Good Friday represent? The day that he was crucified and died. And Easter is when he rose. For your That's right. We haven't gotten to that part yet, so I'm not even sure that's exactly what it says in this book. Could be fake news. Yeah. It could be just what they're telling you, right? The same way way they're like putting the moon landing in front of us. Like, we don't know. We weren't there. Fuck out of here. No, it's just that, you know, it's like I'm hearing this from people. I didn't didn't read the book myself. And I know none of these people that tell me that that's what these these dates represent. Yeah. I know they didn't read the book either. Right. So until I actually read it, I don't believe it. I see. Once I read it, then it's the truth. I see. Yeah, you see. But there's probably plenty of things that you haven't read that you know, right? Like, like, <laughs> no. like Zero. Newton's like laws of physics. You probably never read. No, at least I haven't read book. the mathematics behind it, but I've read like accounts of it. Right. 
just like you've probably read accounts yeah, right. of Christ's fucking crucifixion. All right, let's move on. Let's see. Yuri's Night, check. Um, <laughs> Bud Light, check. All right, I'm ready to go. Jesus, check. Jesus, check. We actually do have, um, I think I, I, I quickly like looked through without reading like a couple of chapters that we're going to get to tonight in Judges. And they do seem like dense. So we probably will have a lot to talk about. We are going to be talking about Samson. I'm assuming of Samson and Delilah fame. Which, like I said, I did not even know he was from the Bible. No, I've heard the name Samson and Delilah. I didn't know who the hell they were. Yeah, You said some guy with hair. That's amazing to me (laughs) that you never even heard of, like, the hair story that he cut off his hair and that's where all his power was. And then after he cut it off... You know, he, what, what, what is this fucking the MCU? I mean, that's where his power came from. Well, it's possible that the MCU took its cues from the Bible, Scott. Yeah, it's possible. I'm struggling to get this cork out of this bottle, by the way, in case you're wondering what I'm Scott, doing between my legs. It, yeah. No, I, I see what you're doing. Oh, oh thank God there it's goes. open. Uh, Do you want to spend five minutes talking about the bottle? Um, it's a I'm, it's a Zinfandel. No, I, I didn't. The bottle that itself. wasn't a cue to talk about The bottle it. itself. <laughs> Yo, when I don't talk about the wine, you why don't you talk about the wine anymore? I don't when want I you do to talk about I asked you why you stopped talking about it. Whatevs. I wasn't like, please start talking about it again. I was hoping that you'd realize that it was a dead end. And when I asked you, why did you stop talking about it? You would have been enlightened enough to say, you know what? I realized it was a dead end and I stopped talking about it. Yeah. So you want to talk about them Hitler YouTube videos, Russ, that you're all into? <laughs> you want to go back to those? What? 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 Hey, did you hear NPR? I, I deny everything. NPR is no longer going to update their uh, hundreds of Twitter feeds. Because they got labeled as state media. Yeah, yeah by Elon Musk, like yeah. in the middle of the night <laughs> while he's sleeping on the couch at work. Have you ever heard of the Leopards Ate My Face Party? Um... I want to say no. It's a joke. Uh. So it's basically like people who support something, Mm -hmm. and then it turns around and bites them in the ass, and they're shocked by it. Oh, okay. So it's called the Leopards Ate My Face Party. It's like, Mm. you should expect a leopard to eat your face and not be shocked by it. So, for example, people who vote for Donald Trump, right, and then he gets into office, and then he enacts policies that directly negatively impact the same people that vote for him. And they're like, I thought he was going to do right by us. Yeah, yeah. So that's Leopards Ate My Face. So Matt Taibbi fucking fucked around and got a leopard to eat his face. So so he worked, Matt Taibbi is a journalist. You don't know Matt Taibbi? The name sounds like I should know it. He was a Rolling Stone journalist. He became famous during the financial crisis of 2008. He wrote like a very, very famous uh, piece about Goldman Sachs where he called them like a vampire squid. Basically sucking like the money fucking dry from like every like sticking its tentacles into everywhere that money fucking comes out of to suck it all up. Right. And he described like the entire financial crisis, how fucking it was just greed and corruption. And so that's where he became very famous. And over the years, he's written like uh, exposés on the media and how the corporate media works. Well, he just released over the past like month or so something called the Twitter files, which Elon Musk leaked to him after Elon Musk took over Twitter. 
Elon Musk leaked to him a, a trove of like internal emails and memos distributed from the prior Twitter administration. And what Matt Taibbi's the case that Matt Taibbi was making through this was that there was a concerted effort by the deep state, the CIA, the FBI, to have Twitter officials censor certain tweets. Mm-hmm. Okay? And Matt Taibbi's point was we have this government apparatus whose sole job is to try and curb or censor free speech. Okay? And the criticism that Matt Taibbi received from many people was the memos that were given to him by Elon Musk were mostly about the CIA trying to cover up like shit from the Democrats. Mm-hmm. When in fact, like Donald Trump made numerous requests, his administration, like all administrations have made requests in order to cover shit up. But Matt Taibbi, what the information he received was all like one-sided coming from Elon Musk. And people were like, you're serving as a fucking mouthpiece of propaganda for him. Sure, sure. And Matt Taibbi's point was like, this is a real thing that's going on. And I want, and it to me, it's very important. And I want to expose this muzzling of speech that is occurring, right? Whatever side of the issue you fall on, here's the bottom line. Here's why a leopard ate his face. He defended Elon Musk and he lost a lot of respect in the progressive like community for being like a mouthpiece for Elon Musk and allowing Elon Musk to fucking push his agenda through this journalist. There's a website called Substack where a lot of journalists post like articles. So it's kind of like Patreon, but for journalists where Mm -hmm. they, and then you subscribe to them. So for $5 a month, you get access to like all their articles. So Matt Taibbi has a Substack. Substack just introduced a new feature called Notes that looks sort of like Twitter. And this has Elon Musk freaking out. So apparently Matt Taibbi, he's on Substack. He no longer works for like Rolling Stone. So part of the tr- part of the appeal and draw of a Substack, if you want to do independent journalism without like corporate influence mm-hmm. over what you're writing, Substack is perfect. You know what I mean? Especially for those that already have like a built-in audience that sure. respect them and so Matt Taibbi, his post where he was promoting his Substack started disappearing. <laughs> and then he reached out to like Elon Musk and he was like, what the fuck is going on? And Elon Musk was basically like, if you want, you can stay on Twitter and bring all your shit over to Twitter. But you can't fucking like post like links or fucking anything from Substack over here anymore. And Matt Taibbi's like, but Twitter is what I use to promote my Substack. Hmm. And fucking Elon Musk was like, oh, well, too bad. And Matt Taibbi was like, all right, so I guess I'm out. So now Matt Taibbi whored himself out to this fucking guy, thereby losing a tremendous amount of respect for many, many people Mm. for acting as a propaganda agent. And now that person who he whored himself out for and lost a lot of credibility for Basically kicked him to the curb love over it. Substack. I love it. So leopards ate Matt Taibbi's face. Nice, nice. Are we gonna are we gonna drop Twitter over all this? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what you don't give a fuck? We drop Twitter. Or you don't no, give a fuck I about don't. Any of all this? I don't give a fuck about any of these politics that are occurring. 
Why would I? I, I, I got to tell you, I I learned a long time ago, th- it's impossible to live this life without hypocrisy. Of course. It's impossible. Whatever, However good of a person you think you are, it is impossible not to live hypocritically, unless you're like living somewhere like, I don't know, off the grid, just off the land, not surrounded by anyone or anything. You can only be as you you can only be good to a point, and then it's going to be like not self serving anymore, and it's actually going to be detrimental to you. So you're going to have to, yeah. Listen, I'm it's like, not self serving. It's like you could say, "Well, uh, I'm going to be a vegetarian. I'm not going to eat animals. I'm not going to contribute to like the kill." All right, but then you know, like but the vegetables that you're and, eating yeah. have GMOs in it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then you don't eat like vegetables with GMOs in it. Then you go to like there's. So then, but then, like the vegetables have to get to you somehow. So they get trucked. Well, that's fuel, you know. Oh, your cell phone. Oh, do you know how the fucking lithium-ion batteries get my? It's it's an endless fucking thing. So this is what I'm gonna say to that. Don't go around if you're not eating meat this week <laughs> because that's your thing. Don't get preachy about it. Just go about your business and don't eat your meat. And when someone calls you out on it, for whatever reason, they go, oh, you don't like meat? And you, and you say, why you don't eat meat? And when they go and they bring up all the same points you just brought up, go, yeah, this is the limit to how far I'm going to do to right. help the cause. Right. So right. that's as far as I'm going to go. Not even to help the cause, just this is for me to yeah. make myself feel better. Yeah, that's all. You know, all. I don't want to contribute to the killing of a cow. I feel bad for that cow that I was going to eat, you know, and that's for me. It's not for you. You don't have to, like, tell me I'm a hypocrite or, oh, you're bleeding heart. But you get preachy on me about that shit. I'm going to start calling you out on all the other shit you do. You can't get preachy because I can call you out for a million things that you don't even realize. Yeah. Fucking acting like they're Mahatma Gandhi or something or or the Dalai Lama. So that's why. Mother Teresa. I don't give a fuck. Uh, There's always going to be a level of hypocrisy. And as far as we can use Twitter as a promotional tool. I will continue to do so. I'm going to go after Elon Musk, man. I'm going to go after Elon Musk, man. Like, um, I will fucking eat Chick-fil-A. I don't care that the owner of Chick-fil-A doesn't support gay rights. You know what I mean? Like, I care that he doesn't support gay rights, but it's not going to stop me from eating at Chick-fil-A because me not eating at Chick-fil-A isn't taking a dime out of his fucking pocket, really. So I've only been to Chick-fil-A once. I was with a group of guys that I worked with, and uh, we went to Chick-fil-A. Not on Sunday, because they're always closed. Correct. And it just so happened that I I went through a, uh, I went meatless, probably for, I don't know, six, nine months. I don't remember. I I wanted to try it out, like not eating meat. So that's when we decided to go to Chick-fil-A. That's what she said. So so I didn't eat anything. I had had food with me, so I didn't actually eat anything. So I missed my opportunity, man. Because now so every you time didn't I, have Chick Fil A. The only time I go past the Chick Fil A is by this Lowe's I go to, mm-hmm. and every time I go by, man, the, the line in the drive through is so long. It moves very fast. Does it's it? very well, efficient? Because yes. hey, you know, you know, God forbid, I park the car and walk inside to the counter. I gotta tell you, <laughs> this is in Jersey. No, this is in uh, right here in Nassau County. Oh, uh, okay. In Carl Place? No, there's one right in Five Towns yeah. down by. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Nah, by, by, by JFK Airport, right past that JFK. Five a fucking mess. Yeah, so anyway, so like I said, um, would you eat Chick-fil-A while shopping in Hobby Lobby? 
what's wrong with Hobby Lobby? Aren't they like a far right Christian? I don't know. Owned they might be. I don't know. Yeah, that's off my radar. Yeah. Like Walmart, you know, people say like Walmart, but it's like at, at a certain point, man. What can I do about it? Like me not shopping at Walmart. They managed to expand all over the country before I even fucking heard of Walmart. You know what I'm saying? So me like boycotting or protesting shopping at Walmart isn't affecting their bottom dollar. And all it's doing is preventing me from getting the lowest price on a particular thing. At the end of the day, who am I punishing? Exactly. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, who's it's like recycling. Do you know about this fucking bullshit? Like this load of shit for fucking decades we've been told like to do our fucking duty, that we need to recycle and do this. None of that shit matters because at the end of the day, it's corporations. Like individual people have zero impact. Not only that, apparently a lot of their shit's not recycled. Like if they can't process it, they just ship it into a landfill somewhere anyway. So it's like, come on, come on. And we're we're just lied to. And we have to pretend like, you know, we're being good citizens. We're recycling. We're separating our plastics and our paper. Now, all plastics are the same to me, by the way. I don't care what kind of plastic it is. It's getting recycled. Let them figure that shit out. What does help is composting, I guess, to a certain degree. New York City's composting program says that they, you know, they started the composting where they'll pick up your food scraps and everything. And then they were composting. Then people, it wasn't originally part of the plan. People started asking for like the composted, the, the end result back. And now they just reinstituted. I got myself a little composting bucket. And they put it next to my sink. I was preparing a meal the other day. I'm like, I'm going to use that bucket for something else, man. I'm not storing food in there. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah, we should compost Eric Adams. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't put the compost out before 8 p.m. Because, you know, the rats are on a oh schedule. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, Scott. <laughs> let me tell you this. You live in a private house, okay? okay? So it's not that much of a chore for you to right. switch up your schedule and take out the garbage after 8 p.m. A 100-unit apartment building has employees, right? Oh, I didn't think about that. What the fuck is a 100-unit apartment building supposed to do with their trash? Then I saw Eric Adams in a TikTok, and he's standing on a street corner, and there's bins, these like... Uh, metallic, like, green-like bins that you could put trash into, right? Not like the old-school, like, store bins. Like, newer, like, modern, nice-looking bins. It's like, okay, in the city, we've got apartment buildings that are 50 stories, 70 stories. Where where is there enough space on a street to put all of this? So, again... So the 8 p.m. curfew, you got to now either pay people overtime in your building. And like I'm very familiar with this because I'm on my co-op board, you know, um, or you have to change these people's schedules, which is fucked up. These people want to get home to their families. It's no wonder why it's so hard to find people to take certain jobs when like they're never considered like these people that really that that help maintain our infrastructure. They are never taken into consideration. Listen, man, it's just like the old days, man. The guy who throws out the garbage for the apartment building should live rent-free in a basement apartment room, <laughs> like, like underneath the pipes. Like Quasimodo. Yes. Like Quasimodo. <laughs> just coming out every once in a while. <laughs> Talking like me. <laughs> I Now we're going to get... Samson. Bugs. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. You have anything else to say, Scott? No, I mean, you've been talking this whole goddamn no, fucking no, time. I, I think uh, I don't think we'll see it that way. I do want to say though, I know I've been talking a lot, but before we get to um, before we get to the Bible, we're gonna get into the birth of Samson, which is Judges thirteen. I really do want to say, look, personally, I have nothing against any single person that's listening right now, personally, individually, but collectively, they're fucking pieces of shit. They can fucking easily go and leave fucking comments for so, us. So you like a listener, but you hate an audience. What I'm saying is, like, if I ran into, like, an individual listener, like any random listener, right? I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. I'd hang out with them. Hmm. You know, whatever. You know, drop a gummy, fucking listen to some music, tickle their balls, whatever. Whatever. But, but like, when I think about them as a fucking whole, just like... They are, to me, emblematic of people as a whole. Just uncaring, unwilling to, like, help out, like, a neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, help a motherfucker out over here. Go fucking leave a comment. Go leave a review. It helps. It helps us. And if you enjoy the show, helping us helps you because it helps us to continue to produce content. It keeps us motivated. I'm going to follow that up by... With 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 a, with a question, man. I like how Scott's so calm, and I'm like uh, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. on fire. Yeah, that happens yeah. all the time. Uh, okay, like every fucking right, episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, man. Yeah. How many tickles does it take to make an octopus laugh? How many? <laughs> Tentacles. <laughs> Tentacles. That's good, Scott. That's good. <laughs> You're going to have to, keep, I'm going to get these laughs out. You're going to take it from here for a minute. All right. So we're on Judges 13 now. Tentacles. It's the birth of Samson. I got to say, Scott, I envy you. Yeah. I envy your you simple envy mind <laughs> that allows you to just, like, laugh. Uh, At like the simplest things. I wish I could do that. I'm going to tell you this. I used to be that person all the time, could laugh at the simplest things. Mm -hmm. Then I've been going through a very dark period, probably for close to 20 fucking years now. Mm -hmm. And I just noticed yesterday for the first time, I was on a lot of work conference calls and I find myself having to keep hitting mute because I found everything hysterical. Mm. And I missed feeling like that. And today is is a little carryover today and I'm hoping it keeps it going, man. And I had said to myself yesterday, and I said out loud to people, I was like, you know, I'm a little scared about what's going to happen to me, because normally when I get this worked up and happy, a a horrible crash comes. There's a crash, right. And there wasn't a crash. Right. Not yet. Well, (laughs) (laughs) leave it to me. Thanks. I'll I'll, I'll figure out a way. Bring you back down to earth. Yeah, there's no crash. Let's talk about the Bible. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of crash. Yeah. All right. So we're on Judges 13. Um, you know, a whole bunch of judges coming through, saving the Israelites. Then they get subjugated again for decades. And then another judge comes in, helps them out. But then again, they do what's, what's the term? What do they do in the eyes of the Lord? I'm going to read the first sentence of the birth of Samson. Judges 13. The Israelites again did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. Yeah, they did and the Lord gave them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. So there you go. So that's the beginning of Judges 13. It's called the birth of Samson. Um, let's get into it. Okay, before we go any further, sure. so now this whole flip-flopping of the Israelites being given into the hand of somebody else, and then they come back and they fight, do you think like the Philistines or any of these other people that they were conquered by also have a similar history? Like, 
they, like let's say the Philistines prayed to Baal. So in their history, if it wasn't eliminated, they'd be like for forty years they were under the oppression of the of the Israelites, and then Baal delivered them. So when the Philistines took over Israel, Baal did that for them. So I wonder if their history wasn't destroyed, we'd have s- s- seriously similar stories, just with different lords and Baals. So you're asking me if history is determined by the victors. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, okay. Maybe there's like a saying or something that goes <laughs> maybe, with that. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Well, thanks, know. Scott. Once again, asking the important questions. So, wait, wait, wait. so if you're saying the Israelites ended up at the end of history being the victors, is that what you're saying? No, I'm just saying they wrote this particular book. Oh, okay. Safe answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying when the book was written, they were probably like in... <clears throat> power let's get into it man let's get into it we're gonna get right back to the show but before we do we'd like to invite you to come visit our patreon each week we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion we explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions such as schools workplaces and government in addition we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches so after this episode head on over to patreon.com slash libel to bible and join the conversation and now back to the show There was a certain man of Zora, of the tribe of the Danites, Dan. whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren. Well, goddamn, that's fucked up. Like, I feel like there should be another word. For, I feel like barren is not a nice word to describe a woman who can't conceive. It's, yeah. You know it's, what I it's, mean? It's because there's, there's, there's an emotional aspect to that word. Like, and barren just, just sounds like she's, like, dry. dry. Well, yeah, that's, what, that's where it comes from. Yes, yeah, but, but I mean, you know, okay. His wife was barren, having borne no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Although you are barren, having borne no children, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now be careful not to drink wine or strong drink or to eat anything unclean, for you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor is to come on his head, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth. It is he who shall begin to deliver Israel from the hand of the Philistines. What do you think about that, Scott? Okay, first of all, calling the woman barren? Yes. If that just means a woman who hasn't had children. Yep. Okay, fair enough. Is it referring to a, usually it refers to a woman who can't have children, you know, that's right? Interesting. Wait, wait. I'm making a point here. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But usually it's referred to someone, who, a woman who cannot have children. Correct. Back then, physically do, incapable. Right. Yeah. Sorry. How do we know this certain man of Zora wasn't the problem? Thank you. Until until he, until we find out he had 14 wives and they all had children. Well, we know that because it's written here. That's how we know. <laughs> right. Right. A man wrote it, so it must be true. Right. Right. It's story, never the man's this fault. This story already sounds like bullshit. Right. And here's why. Because she's barren, but all of a sudden she's going to have a child. And now we have to add some like re- like some some godly like interference caused it. Right. Don't right. you see what's going on, Scott? Look. All right. It says right here where he tells her like don't drink anything, mm. right? He's obviously her husband has been drinking Bud Light and has turned gay, and now oh. he can't perform his husbandly 
duties. Oh, because he's shoot. busy banging guys from all the Bud Light drinking that he's been doing. Do you think it's possible that he's also banging the guys to get more Bud Light? Like he's like a cheap Bud Light whore. <laughs> he's a whore for Bud Light. <laughs> he loves Bud Light so much. Yeah, Yo, I'll suck your Yo, dick, man. <laughs> Let's go in the bathroom real quick. All right. I have a question about this angel. The angel of the Lord. Is this a particular angel that appears throughout? Or is any angel sent by the Lord considered an angel of the Lord? And the angel of the Lord. It sounds like they're talking about a particular and the angel of the Lord, but angel isn't capitalized. Oh, so maybe angel is like a holographic projection of the Lord himself. An angel of the Lord. So it's like it's a word. It's a word that we don't know the definition of. So it of. could be like the Lord yeah, himself. Yeah, it's like like it's, a hologram. And the hologram of the Lord appeared to the woman. Right. Like it's some sort of facsimile like of the it. Lord. Let's go with that. I uh-huh. like it. That and makes you know, sense, you know, right? Angels are just fax machines. <laughs> and fax. he doesn't want to like go down to earth and contaminate himself, right? Get all unholy oh, with, no, these people. With, yeah, with these people. Because they've already, it says right here that they did again what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So they're not clean. Yeah. They're yeah. not clean. And by the way, Nazarite. So mm. it says, for you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor is to come on his head for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth. Do you remember? There was an episode titled Nazarite when it feels so wrong or something like that. <laughs> Because yeah. we discussed the Nazarites. Yes. yes. So the Nazarites the, don't cut their hair? I think, yeah, it's it's like one of those sects that, like, for some reason, God wanted, like, for religious purposes. I don't know. I don't know. Yahweh's fucking wacky. What do you want me to tell you? <laughs> what do you want me to <laughs> no, tell you? All no. right. So he tells her this angel of the Lord, this holographic projection, that uh, she's going to get knocked up. Yeah. Then the woman came and told her husband. A man of God came to me, and his appearance was like that of an angel of God. Most awe-inspiring. I did not ask him where he came from, and he did not tell me his name. But he said to me, You shall conceive and bear a son. So then, drink no wine or strong drink and eat nothing unclean, for the boy shall be a Nazarite to God from birth to the day of his death. This woman yeah. just told her husband, I banged some dude. Pretty much. Like, what the? All right, all right, we're, we're on the same page. We don't not, have to go into well, this, right? It's worse. She's not just telling him that she banged some dude. She's preparing him for the fact that she's knocked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's like, uh, so this man appeared who looked. She's basically telling him, yo, this really beautiful looking yeah. man fucked yeah. me and I'm pregnant and there's the going to be a kid. Like that of an angel. Yeah. He, she didn't say he was. He appeared. Yeah. And he was most awe-inspiring. Yeah, it's probably like, like she's like, Brad Pitt, fuck me. <laughs> like, I ran into yeah. Brad Pitt, and I'm having his baby. And then the drinking no wine. I thought originally it was going to be drink no wine or strong drink Do and I eat nothing unclean. drink that wine? I thought that was because she had to start living clean so she could get pregnant by her husband. And he, he's like, no, 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 you need to eat clean and not drink so you don't miscarry my baby. I feel like this is like sort of the first uh, uh, immaculate conception. It's kind of like, like an immaculate like conception. Point one or point, I don't know, not Jesus one point The alpha version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the alpha. Oh, here comes the ice cream truck. Oh, do, yeah. do, 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 do
There's people that live in areas that don't have an ice cream truck come around. That's crazy. That's fucked up. Yeah. All right. Judges 8. Then Manoa. No. Judges 13, verse 8. Right, 13, verse 8. You think I know this by now how this whole scheme works? I mean, I say it a lot. I've said it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. You repeat it quite yeah, a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Judges 13. Oh, judges 13. Right. We're going to do Judges 13, right? Rest. Judges 13. How about we do Judges 13? I'm going to repeat myself. <laughs> <laughs> Highlight reel. <laughs> Then Moa, Manoa entreated the Lord and said, Oh, my Sounds Lord. Sounds Puerto Rican. Uh, Manoa? Yeah, like, hey, Manoa. Hey, um, what you want, man? <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> Sorry. All right, yeah, they're, not all, they're not all home runs. Yeah. All right. Then Manoa entreated the Lord and said, Oh, my Lord, I pray, let the man of God whom you sent come down to us again and teach us what we are doing to, what we are to do concerning the boy who will be born. But they were already told what to do, right? God listened to Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she sat in the field. But her husband Manoah was not with her. Yeah, because he knows not to show up when the dude's there. So the woman ran quickly and told her husband, The man who came to me the other day has appeared to me. Manoah got up and followed his wife and came to the man and said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? No. And he said, No. What? He was like, are you the man that spoke to this woman? No, see, I think he was playing it cool. No, like, you think not, that he wasn't like getting his face. He wants him to reveal. Oh, okay. Fair enough. And then the cloak comes out. All right, out. go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and he said, I am. Then Manoah said, now when your words come true, what is to be the boy's rule of life? What is he to do? The angel of the Lord said to Manoah, let the woman give heed to all that I said to her. She may not eat of anything that comes from the vine. She's not to drink wine or strong drink or eat anything unclean. She is, she is to observe everything that I commanded her. You see why I just make up my own words? I mean, it's basically <laughs> like they're basically repeating what she was already told. So I don't understand this whole situation. Was it just for her, for him to confirm what she told him originally, Manoah to confirm what this woman was saying? I... I... I guess, yeah, because he probably was like, yeah, whatever, honey. Sure, there was this man. He didn't even believe like she was cheating on him. She, he didn't believe it happened at all. Yeah, he's in denial. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> he probably ran out to see if he can get some free Bud Light for sucking this guy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about the Bud Light. Manoah, stop it. Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, allow us to detain you and prepare a kid for you. Hey, they're talking about food, right? Not, yes. Okay. <laughs> Like, you're going to watch me prepare this kid? It's <laughs> pretty funny. <laughs> the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, If you detain me, I will not eat your food. But if you want to prepare a burnt offering, then offer it to the Lord. For Manoah did not know that he was the angel of the Lord. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, What is your name, so that we may honor you when your words come true? But the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. <laughs> Yo, this dude's getting played for real. <laughs> And I like how Manoah's like, well, what's your name, guy? You know, like he wants to find out where yeah. he lives. He's going to yeah. bring his boys. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not, and I'm not staying to eat your food, man, because that's when you kill me. <laughs> My name is too wonderful. What is that? Does that mean that the name is actually too wonderful or the way that it's said is just too wonderful for the human ear to hear? Or he was like, why do you ask my name? It is too wonderful. Maybe his name is too wonderful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was on first. <laughs> And he's like, no, no, I don't. I won't eat your food. Offer it up to the Lord who sent me. No. That's just bullshit. <laughs> wow, he's right. He does want me to. Wow. 
can't, man. So Manoah took the kid with the grain offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord, to him who works wonders. When the flame went up toward heaven from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar while Manoah and his wife looked on, and they fell on their faces to the ground. The angel of the Lord did not appear again to Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah realized that it was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, for we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering at our hands, or shown us all these things, or announced us such things as these. The woman bore a son and named him Samson. The boy grew. And the Lord blessed him. The spirit of the Lord began to stir in him. Mahanadan, between Zorah and Eshtel. I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? The Lord began to stir him in. Oh, to stir him in. Mahanadan. He he was hanging out in this place between these two places, and that's when the Lord began to stir him. Okay. So, is this child a child of this quote-unquote angel, or is this... Is Manoah the father? I think you have to read between the lines here, and it seems like this woman is barren, quote-unquote barren, and it seems like there was this child put into her belly by the angel of the Lord. Okay, so I'm going to say, respectfully, she's like the original Mary. Yeah. So she wasn't truly barren. Manoah couldn't get the job done. Right. This dude... Got the job done. Well, so Manoah would have had to fuck like God in order to get the job done. Well, Are you prepared to fuck like God? Well, if yo, so we're going with this is this is an angel of the Lord. It's huh? the, well, we're not going with it. That's it's, what it says. Right. You wanna you wanna check the source? No, I just you want wanna pe- cite. I just want people to tell me they honestly believe this. <laughs> if this happened today, yeah. If your wife came home today and told you this fucking story, no matter how religious you are, are you buying it for a second? Yeah, well, I have faith. Okay. You don't have faith, Scott. All right. So how can you possibly ever understand? Uh, okay. I've watched enough episodes of like cops live on patrol, all them like live police shows, and it's You're always. Cynic. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, tainted you. Yeah, I guess. I guess it's see, tainted see, you. I just yeah, I guess. Tainted. <laughs> Taint. Samson's marriage. Uh, Judges 14. Once Samson went down to Timnah, and at Timnah he saw a Philistine woman. Then he came up and told his father and mother, I saw a Philistine woman at Timnah. Now get her for me as my wife. <laughs> okay. But his father and mother said to him, Is there not a woman among your kin or among all our people that you must go take a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? What, what do they care? She's the women don't get circumcised. Oh, Only men get circumcised. She's rescuing a woman from them dirty Philistines. He's rescuing yeah, a woman. Yeah. But Samson said to his father, get her for me because she pleases me. His father and mother did not know that this was from the Lord, for he was seeking a pretext to act against the Philistines. At the time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. All right. So... I'm assuming back then, like, the marriages were all, like, pretty much arranged, right? Like, people, like, set up, like, their kids. And so he's, but he, like, dictates. He's like, yo, I saw this chick. She gets me hard. I want you to arrange whatever you need to do to fucking get this woman. But meanwhile, it's really, like, Yahweh 
who's pulling the strings behind the scenes, getting him to want this woman so that Yahweh can stir some shit up with the fucking Philistines. So it's almost like the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. Right. He hardened the penis of Samson. There you go. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Then Samson went down with his father and mother to Timnah. When he came to the vineyards of Timnah, suddenly a young lion roared at him. (laughs) (laughs) The spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and he tore the lion apart barehanded, as one might tear apart a kid. Let's stop for a second. All right. Forget the fact that he tore apart this lion barehanded, right? I like how they make it seem like you would tear apart a kid, a goat, a baby right, goat, right, with right. your hands. Like, it's the most normal thing in the world to do. Yeah, it is kind of weird. They probably don't cut their fingernails. He so they... tore the lion apart barehanded as one might tear apart a kid. As one might tear apart a kid. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's weird. But I, I like to, I'm going to point out that suddenly a I young... I like the fingernails. Like, the fingernails <laughs> are going to get it done. Yeah. <laughs> That's good, Scott. <laughs> Suddenly, a young lion roared at him. Maybe it was like a baby lion. A baby like, lion. Was like, he's like, I'll rescue you. <laughs> he killed a kitten. Step aside. He right. tore apart a kitten. That's fucked up. It was a tabby. <laughs> uh, yeah. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson. After a while, he returned to marry her. And he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And there was a swarm of bees in the body of the lion and honey. He scraped it out into his hands and went on, eating as he went. When he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them, and they ate it. But he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. Wait a minute. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson. After a while, he returned to marry her. Like, are we talking minutes, hours, days, weeks? What's a while here? You're asking too many questions. Because I want to know how long that carcass of the lion was laying there. Long enough for bees to, like, create a a honeycomb in there? I don't know. I am not sticking my hands in that. No. All right. I, I don't understand any of this. Yeah. Is this metaphor? Is this like, do they mean this literally? No, they mean it literally because he did not tell them that he had taken the honey from the carcass of the lion. Why would he stick his hand in there and like take out honey from inside of a lion? I don't know. Why would he take his mother and father to go talk to a girl? (laughs) It was done that way back then. I get it. Yeah, you said that. This is very bizarre. Yeah. So his father went down to the woman and Samson made a feast there as the young men were accustomed to do. When the people saw him, they brought 30 companions to be with him. Again, 30. Oh, yeah. Samson said to them, let me now put a riddle to you. If you can explain it to me within the seven days of the feast and find it out, then I will give you 30 linen garments and 30 festal garments. 30 again. Festal garments. But if you cannot explain it to me, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 festal garments. So they said to him, ask your riddle. Let us hear it. Before I read the riddle... So why did they bring him 30 companions? Like, the guy had no friends? The guy had no friends? Like, I don't get this. It sounds like a party. It's like they're going to get married, and they're having, like, you know, it's the bachelor party, bridal party, rehearsal dinner. So I just met you, and now I'm going to put a riddle to you. 
that I know the answer. I don't think you're going to know the answer. If you don't get it, you're going to give me 30 things, 60 things total. If you Is this just friends making a bet? Yo, I bet you $20 I can tell, tell you a riddle that you don't know the answer to. It sounds to. like he's gambling. It sounds like he wants to make some money off of this. All right, so, okay. So he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. It's the honey, right, that he took from the lion. The eater is a lion. A lion is an eater. Out of the eater came something to eat. He stuck his hand into the lion and pulled out that fucking honey, right? He stuck his hand into the eater. Yeah, no, and, you got it. You and got out it. of the strong, the lion, came something sweet, the honey. I'm assuming that's what he's talking about, right? Dude, you nailed it in like, he gave him three days. You nailed it in like three seconds, man. Well, I had context. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They, they couldn't get this book. <laughs> but for three days, they could not explain the riddle. On the fourth day, they said to Samson's wife, coax your husband to explain the riddle to us, or we will burn you and your father's house with fire. Have you invited us here to impoverish us? Nice gaslighting. Like, it's her fucking fault. Like, they accepted this fucking challenge, and now they're threatening her. Yeah, this took on a dark turn, man. I thought it was just like a friendly wager, man. But I guess you had to give up 30 garments. It's like probably like, a lot. You only have like, one. It's probably like really fine, like linens and whatnot, you know. <laughs> so Samson's wife wept before him, saying, You hate me. You do not really love me. You have asked a riddle of my people, but you have not explained it to me. He said to her, Look, I have not told my father or my mother. Why should I tell you? She wept before him the seven days that their feast lasted. And because she nagged him on the seventh day, he told her. Then she explained the riddle to her people. The men of the town said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? What is stronger than a lion? And he said to them, if you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. Oh, snap, son. He's calling his wife a heifer. Yo. <laughs> He's like, if you had not plowed my heifer, wow. you would not have found. Yo, that's some fucked up <laughs> yo, shit yo, right yo, there. Yo, man. He said plowed with my heifer, man. You mixed the uh, word. Well, <laughs> we yeah, know what war. he's saying. That's how wars get started, man. <laughs> We know what he's saying. So he's so basically he knows something's afoot, a foul. So now are they answering a riddle with the riddle? Because I mean, they they gave the answers. Yeah, they gave the answers. Yeah. Hmm. Then the spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and he went down to Ashkelon. He killed thirty men of the town, took their spoil and gave the festal garments to those who had explained the riddle. In hot anger, he went back to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man. What the fuck just happened here? So, so wait, wait, wait. Did they get the answer to the riddle from the wife? Samson's not pleased with this, so he murders them? So I think what you have to do at this point is remember... Samson's almost not in control of himself. He's like a fucking hand puppet for Yahweh. Yahweh has it. It's specifically saying like the spirit of the Lord had like rushes onto him. Yeah. 
So, like, remember, the Lord set this all up. Yahweh set this all up so that he can fuck around with the Philistines. Or Philistines. What is it? Philistine? Philistine? They're all dead now anyway. So, that's what's going on. And then his wife was given to his best man. Because, like, he called her a heifer. He knows that she betrayed him. And so he's all pissed off. He left. He didn't get married, it doesn't seem like. If you had not, or did they with... get married? Because it says Samson's wife. I don't. It, did they get married? Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, because it says because the title of the whole section is Samson's marriage. <laughs> <laughs> this is one hell of a fucking party. This place. <laughs> this, this this wedding will be talked about for a long time. <laughs> so maybe you're right. If you had not plowed with my heifer, you would not have found out my riddle. So the heifer he's referring to his wife, and what's the plowing? Like, if you had not, like, gone and cheated, okay, you never would have figured it out. Because you're supposed to plow with your own heifer. So it's a, it's, it's a figure of speech, I guess. Right. All right. Okay. Huh. Like, he's calling them out for their shady shit. Like, he knows they didn't figure it out on their own. And, and they you know fucking... what? And you know what? Good getting rid of that woman, too. She betrayed him. Yeah. Well, and she even said, my people. Eh, but you know what? It's like, here's what happens. Kid from the other side of the track shows up. I, his, love, his, I like how you always have an explanation for someone hair. who betrays the Israelites. With his flowing hair, mm-hmm. right? She comes along, and they're like, oh, you, oh, you're getting with the guy from the other side of the tracks? And she defends him, and she defends him, and she defends him. No, he's one of the good ones. He's one of the good ones. And he turns out not to be one of the good ones. And then he makes fun of her people, talks stupid about her people, calls them dirty Philistines, I wish uncircumcised I- dirtbags. I wish you would just say what you really mean. There are no good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so she was the one that made all the sacrifices here, man. And then yeah. she, like, he, man, these people are poor. They have two outfits, a normal linen and a festival outfit. And he wanted both from each of them. Well, he's a Danite. He doesn't know any better. Yeah. No, we like Dan. He's from the tribe of Dan. <laughs> They couldn't even afford, like, a good biblical name. They, like, ran out of names. They're like, shit, we need one more tribe. What do we name it? And then Dan came into the room. They were like, fuck it, Dan. They were probably writing down biblical names, and the guy who was writing them, like, died in mid-word from, like, dysentery or something. It's like, Dan, Danicles or some shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. That's going to get us to uh, Judges 15. Yeah. Samson defeats the Philistines, or Philistines, however, how? What do you think, Scott? Philistine. I'm I'm leaning towards Philistine. Philistine. But really, I think Philistine is probably. I like Philistine. Philistine sounds more academic. Philistine, yeah. like Uranus, not Uranus. Uranus. German and uh, they, like you see Stein. the pictures of Uranus, by the way, from uh, the James Webb. Yeah, they took like the picture of the poles and the yeah. rings. Yeah, that was cool. Pretty freaking cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. What I find amazing about that telescope is the data comes back. It, it only takes pictures in infrared light. So the raw pictures don't look like what they deliver to us. They actually have people. And I'm like, oh, then all the colors are fake, but they're really not. They completely get like the chemical signature of each wavelength or Question. whatever it is, and they are able to colorize it. You properly. said it's only taking pictures in infrared? I believe so, yes. It's only capable of taking I so, pictures yes. in infrared? I believe so. Infrared is the only spectrum that 
you're able to detect like oxygen and things like that. Oh, that that I don't know. But no, I, then, pretty- then it's definitely not only infrared because that is the whole the whole point of the James Webb Telescope is to be able to look at the chemical composition. Sure, but that, of exoplanets. But that might be able to be done with infrared. With infrared, yeah. So I that's what I'm saying. So then they can detect like oxygen using infrared. Oh, I thought you said you can only use infrared. No, I don't know. I don't know how they actually detect the individual chemicals, but somehow, sometimes with the wavelengths of light, and then they're able to colorize it based on that, and then somehow detect chemicals based okay. on. Like I don't know. I don't know the science. You know, what bums me out. What bums me out is when you see like these amazing photos from like Hubble, like the Pillars of Creation, you know, mm. the famous Pillars of Creation sure. photo. So for anyone that doesn't know, the Pillars of Creation, it's like this really famous photo. You should fucking look it up because God knows you're definitely not going to leave a review for our fucking show or like any comments. So go and look up the Pillars of Creation. It, it It's these gigantic columns of gas that are basically star nurseries. Sure, sure. Like three columns. And if we were in space we would not see it the way that they colorize it for us. So like in all the photos that you see, like even though it's an image taken from Hubble's telescope, they colorize it. They add the colors based on like an invisible spectrum that our human eyes cannot see, right? The gases and mm. whatnot. I What would it look like to the human eye? Would it look like anything? Would we see gas in space? I guess, uh, you know, I don't know. Are you sure those coals aren't what we would actually perceive it I'm as? I'm almost certain they yeah. are not what we Let's would see. That. Let's look into that. Let's look into You see, the, James Webb took a picture of the Pillars of Creation also. I did see that. Yeah. It's incredible. It's not as nuanced as the original. Did that, who said that? <laughs> oh, yes. Joe said that. Yeah, that was nonsense. It's, it was an incredible fucking photo. It's incredible. What's incredible is when it takes like that guy, when it takes a deep field that's insane. photo and you see all the galaxies but then you you see like the stars in the foreground the stars are the ones with like uh the light is like uh what do you call it like it's the the, the light rays the starburst like effect the starburst effect you yes, know what causes like that a, that's actually a uh a artifact of the telescope design itself the arms that hold i forgot i guess the you know the, you got the mirror yeah. And then you got the thing in front of it where the mirror projects onto, and yep. that's where the sensors are. Yeah. The arms that are holding that sensor okay. is what's causing that starburst effect. All right. So it's that that's not real. So when you're looking at a deep field image of space, um, everything that isn't that doesn't have a starburst effect is a galaxy. Mm. And everything with a starburst effect is a star in our own galaxy. Yeah. Pretty crazy, man. It's it's amazing. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's crazy how insignificant we are but i've come to a conclusion i was listening to one of our episodes and we were talking about god's patience and how he really has no patience when you fucking wait measure it against infinity and how he's like you know blah 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 i have come to a conclusion i do not believe in infinity mm. um and i i i i don't believe in infinity i don't believe it's possible so one of the prevailing theories of our universe is that it is a it's part of a multiverse. Mm-hmm. Not a multiverse in terms of like the Marvel fucking universe, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But like just infinite amount of universes. To me, that is I don't believe it because it's impossible. Infinity is imp- it's an impossibility. Do you understand? It's an impossibility. 
Yeah, so you I no don't believe me, it. Man. So no. I don't believe it. Infinity cannot possibly exist. There cannot be an infinite amount of universes because it because it's not a real thing. Okay, let's forget the multiple universes. Let's just talk about our universe. Our universe is does not go on forever. Okay, I will say this: our universe is expanding. Okay, um, I think it's also like the speed at which it's expanding is increasing. Makes no sense. Well, it makes sense if you account for like dark energy and dark matter, right? Like whatever. So they're still trying to like explain why and how. They have theories. But within the context of the universe expanding right now, it's not infinite. It is a defined amount of space. We haven't defined it because we haven't measured it, but it's space-time. And as space-time extends, it extends the boundaries of the universe. But there are boundaries. That's why it's expanding. If there's, if it's infinity, it can't be expanding because it's an infinite already. So expanding means nothing, right? So can it expand for infinity? I don't believe that. I don't believe... I. Everything, why? Everything else, everything else has an end. Okay. Everything else has an end in this universe. So why would the universe itself not have an end? So if you had a spacecraft that could fly to the edge of the known universe faster than it's expanding, can you get to the edge of it? Yeah, the answer would be yes by what you just said, right? No, because the universe is expanding faster than the speed of light. What if you had some sort of technology that could get you there faster? Then you can reach the end. Okay, and then what would you see past the end? You wouldn't see anything past the end. You'd probably wrap around the same way you would like if you're traveling around the equator, right? If you're traveling around the equator of the Earth... You can't ever reach so you the think, end of the you equator. You think the end of the universe is that tunnel Pac-Man can go through on the right side of the screen to come out the left side of the screen? No, what I'm saying is the universe is like any body that sits in space, like nah. our sun. You can orbit around but, it. But, but you're not orbiting. You're going in a straight line right at the edge, man. No, because space isn't like that. Space nah. isn't like a flat thing. Okay, so let's say you could get to the edge. Oh, I'm on the edge. I'm on the edge. You can get to the edge. What's beyond that edge? What's it expanding into? (sighs) There you go. Let's get back to the Bible, man. Right. Suck on that for a while. So again, there's no such thing as infinity. There's no such thing as the universe. (laughs) Do you believe in infinity? I don't. uh, The concept is beyond my comprehension. Gun to your head. Yes or no? Does infinity exist? Mm, No. Gun to your head. No. Right. No. Right. It's a, it's a it's a it's a construct that we invent because we can't explain it. Because right, because the numbers become so fucking ridiculous at a certain yeah. point. Right. Yeah, but I don't believe in the universe either, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I do believe in Judges 15 that Samson defeats the Philistines. Nice. Philistines, and, whatever, man. Can't even decide on that. We're going to decide on infinity. Well, man. the whole conversation started because we were like Philistines. We're going to talk about this infinitely. Or Philist- <laughs> in a loop. In an infinite loop. <laughs> I believe an infinite loop can exist because an infinite loop only is fucking determined by something that has already been done, and now you just repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. That's a computer program show. Infinite loops are quite, you know, feasible. 
the, like the computer program that's actually an infinite loop simulation. can't exist because there's infinite time can't exist. So then an infinite loop can't exist because oh eventually the infinite loop must smoke starting to come out of your ears, man. <laughs> Samson defeats the Philistines. <laughs> After a while, at the time of the wheat harvest, Samson went to visit his wife, bringing along a kid. They have to clarify this. I have to assume every time they say kid, they're talking about a goat. I think you sort of like yeah, we, yeah, understand we, it in context. Yeah, I guess. He said, I want to go into my wife's room, but a father would not allow him to go in. Don't you understand? So, in okay, I'm going to make this very simple for you. <laughs> because that's what I need. He left his fucking wife in a rage to go and murder, right? And now he's coming back to her. The kid... Is like the is like the old equivalent of like flowers. Like he's bringing flowers. Yeah. It's like a gift, you know, a box yeah. of chocolate that the whole family can partake in. And so here, so in his fit of fury, he was like to his best man, "You take the bitch. I don't want her." And now he's going back, tail between his legs, with a kid. I'm, I'm interested to see what the best man has to say about this. Her father said, "I was sure that you had rejected her, so I gave her to your companion." Is not her younger sister prettier than, prettier than she? Why not take her instead? Samson said to them, This time, when I do mischief to the Philistines, I will be without blame. What about last time? Was he with blame last time? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Samson, you are. So he's saying that because his wife is banging his friend, that now he has an excuse to kill more Philistines? It's either that or because the father's like, yo, man, you, you can't have her now. Take her. It's a, any any one of these reasons is the reason he's going to give for why he's about to go apeshit again. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Samson went and caught 300 foxes and took some torches. Yo, I'm sorry. Yeah. Remember what I was saying about the types that are only had like threes and zeros? So like numbers yeah. can only be like three, 30, 300. Yeah, you're right. So he turned 300. What did he do? He uh, caught, caught 300 foxes, foxes, took some torches, and he turned the foxes tail to tail and put a torch between each pair of tails. When he had set fire to the torches, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and burned up the shocks and the standing grain, as well as the vineyards and olive groves. This sick bastard lit foxes' bushy tails on fire near the grain and set them so they the would fields. scatter into the fields and burn the crops. Mm-hmm. Yo, people who light animals on fire <laughs> really need to like be evaluated. Wow. In that- fairness, when you treat animals like that, it's like a sign of like, you know, being a serial killer. Yeah. But he's already dis- he's already actually killed like people. Yeah, they can't say like on the news. He seemed like a quiet guy. Yeah, he never no. did anything well. except kill those 300 people last time. <laughs> 300 guys he killed, 300 foxes he caught, 30. Yeah. The Philistines asked, who has done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite. Because he has taken Samson's wife and given her to his companion. I like how, like, they don't blame Samson. They blame the father-in-law. Let me see that. They said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite. Because, because he, he has taken, taken Samson's wife, wife and given her, given her to so his companion. So like, they're basically saying, they're blaming know, the father-in-law. I understand why he's doing yeah. this. Yeah. So the Philistines came up and burned her, her and her father. <laughs> Samson said to them, if this is what you do, I swear I will not stop until I have taken revenge on you. 
He struck them down, hip and thigh, with a massive defeat, and he went down and stayed in the cleft of the rock of Etam. I have a question. I have a lot of questions. Is he doing all this by himself or with, like, an army? The last person he hung, the last 330 companions he had, he killed them, killed, like, 300 more people. He's doing this by himself, man. This guy is a sick bastard. Wow, he's a steamroller, huh? How do you even catch 300 foxes? I got to say, it's like what you said. He sounds like a fucking superhero. This sounds like the Marvel phase of, like, the Bible. <sighs> this is crazy. So, wait, wait. So, now, the Philistines kill the father and the wife, and then he turns to the Philistines basically saying, if you do this, I swear I'm not going to stop taking revenge on you. So, he's mad. He's mad that he the father... He didn't really say, if you do this. He's like, if this is how you behave, I'm going to fucking okay. all kill right. all of you. Because his behavior is like... like where they should be aspiring to. Listen, I wouldn't question yes. this guy. Moral compass. Oof, I'm tired. Then the Philistines came up and encamped in Judah and made a raid on Lehi. The men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? They said, We have come up to bind Samson, to do to him as he did to us. Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom, and they said to Samson, Do we have anything besides threes and zeros? Can't we get 400? (laughs) Then 3,000 men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Edom, and they said to Samson, Do you not know that the Philistines are rulers over us? What then have you done to us? He replied, As they did to me. So I have done to them. They said to him, We have come down to bind you, so that we may give you into the hands of the Philistines. Samson answered them, Swear to me that you yourselves will not attack me. They said to him, No, we will only bind you and give you into their hands. We will not kill you. So it's like one of those like Ewok situations where they like bind like Luke and you know Han and like you know they're not going to kill them they're just going to like cook them maybe later. Um, So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. At least they they gave him the dignity of using new ropes. They didn't use old worn out rope. So basically, basically these are like like these guys are being like police officers. Like, listen, we didn't write the laws, but we need to arrest you and turn you over to the lawmaker. Uh, like the, the they're basically bootlickers. So they're basically like okay. So there's a saying in anti in the antebellum South, antebellum meaning before the Civil War. You know, there's a field N word and a house N word. Yeah, sure. And the two resented one another, right. you know, especially the field, sure, sure. the person that worked in the field really resented the people that worked in the house because they felt like these people, they're like, typically they were lighter skinned. That's why they were allowed to work in the house wow. and they were given certain privileges. Sure. These are a bunch of like, you know, house and yeah. words. The house Philistines. Yeah. Man. Not Philistines even. Um, house Israelites. Right. Right. Yeah. Shh. Shoot. Here is Samson trying to throw the yoke of the Philistines off of everybody, even though he's like just being selfish. And I got an idea for a TikTok video. Maybe that'll engage more things. Maybe we can get like like a big board, set up a camera, and like really like start like drawing out like Samson's life. 
to see, well, he did this because of this, and then we can draw like a freaking like like chart like and a, like describe it to people. Like, and then at the end, really be able to judge this guy right. because I find like when you take one piece of Samson and you're like, yo, why this dude burn up the grain? Somebody will say, well. His father-in-law gave his wife to to his brother. Oh, that's why. But then somebody else will come by and like, are you forgetting the part where he killed thirty companions that they was given to him? Like, and there's always like layers of the onion. So and, I think we need. Or by the way, he didn't even establish rules for like guessing his riddle. You know what I mean? Like he just said, like if you can like guess my riddle, and they guessed his riddle, however it came about. So they should have said, no, 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 no. You did not. You did not say we couldn't do that. Right. Yeah, or yeah. by the way. Maybe he should have kept his fucking mouth shut, too, and not told his wife. Yeah. Yeah, good judge of character, buddy. You should have known she was a rat. When he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him, and the spirit of the Lord rushed on him, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that has caught fire, and his bonds melted off his hands. Then he found the fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached down, and took it. And with it, he killed a thousand men. <laughs> well, there you go. They found the one. Hyperbolic much? It's <laughs> a Klingon story. And Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. When he had finished speaking, he threw away the jawbone, and that place was called Ramath Lehi, meaning Hill of the Jawbone. Hill of the Jawbone. <laughs> I love how they name things. By then, he was very thirsty, and he called on the Lord, saying, You have granted me this great victory by the hand of your servant. Am I now to die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? So God split open the hollow place that is at Lehi, and water came from it. When he drank, his spirit returned, and he revived. Therefore, it was named En-Hakor, which is at Lehi to this day, meaning spring of the one who called. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. <sighs> okay. This guy's great. I got so, to say. So, yeah, he's, he's just like a force of nature. When, when he said, when he started saying that the uh, the spirit of the Lord rushed on him and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax mm -hmm. and all that, all I kept hearing in my head was, then he found the fresh jawbone of a donkey. I'm thinking, was this like a live donkey that he just reached into its mouth and ripped his jaw out? I mean, with this guy, you never know. I mean, that's the fresh, as fresh as it can be, right? And the donkey's probably, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. So I'm going to say this. You know who Samson is? He's failed Jesus. He's the Jesus, like, 1.0. Like, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's like B4. Mm. Star Trek, Star Trek right there. Yeah. So Jesus is going to come around. He's gonna because, be like, like, he's even like, yo, God, you're going to let me die at thirst here? And God's like, no, here's some water. Yeah. Even God's like, what the fuck, you man? You don't think like, he wanted a Bud Light? <laughs> Maybe to chill him out a little. Yo, can I have some Bud Light for my dad? Because <laughs> he's over here <laughs> sucking more dick. <laughs> wow. So this guy killed a thousand. This, this is a failed Jesus right yeah. here. I mean, I'm I'm assuming there's going to be more Samson to come. There is. 
Do you want to continue or are we done? Oh, no. I, I think that we're good for now. This is a good, good, good thing yeah, to end. Yeah, like he's yeah. standing over a thousand dead bodies with a dead donkey jaw and on the like, ground. You, you know, with like the last line, and he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines 20 years. So I think like, you know, it sets us up now for the next uh, chapter, which is actually called, look, go, turn, turn. Turning. Judges 16 is called Samson, Samson and Delilah. And Delilah. All right. So nice. something to look forward to for everybody. So this um, episode ends with him huffing and puffing over the corpses of a thousand. But this is nice. a good way to end it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but before we end it again, I would like to implore everybody to please uh, go to patreon.com slash libel the Bible. Uh, go check us out there. Subscribe if you can. We've got some good stuff there. Uh, check out our Twitter, and um, that's about it, unless you All have right. anything else to say. Well, I'm good, man. All right. See you later, fuck faces. Bye-bye.